Hey girl, hey, you're listening to episode 73 of the Beam Life Podcast. We're talking money, honey, with guest Amanda Delaney. Y'all, I am pumped for this episode because money is a topic near and dear to my heart for several reasons. It really wasn't until now in my 30s that I have a true alignment and understanding of money. Money was something I struggled with pretty much my entire life, mostly learning how to keep it and create a relationship with it and shift my mindset. Um, It wasn't until I worked with a coach in my 30s to understand finances that I really felt confident and it's amazing what knowing our finances can do for us. So I am by no means an expert, but I do know the power of financial freedom, education, and being able to use money as a tool, right? And not to feel that it's greedy to want money. And um, it's a way that we can, you know, foster and fuel our purpose as well as give back and help others. And today Amanda is going to talk about specifically our money mindset and how her personal story inspired her to do what she does now, which is a spending behavior strategist. She's a leader of the money mindset community for women and host of the Financial Fix Her podcast. I will totally link all of that in the show notes, but you're definitely going to want to check out her podcast for more in-depth dive into finances and other topics because this girl does it all. So if you are tired of being stuck and ready to start your journey to financial independence, you're in the right place. Let's get this party started. Hey, Beam Babe, welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, Let's get this party started. Hey, Amanda. How are you, girl? I'm good. How are you doing, girl? It's great to great to be here. Super excited. Yes. It's so nice to reconnect. And, um, you know, I was saying in the intro, I decided to have you on because not only are you a fellow female podcaster, uh, for those of you that don't know, Amanda is the host of the Financial Fix Her podcast, um, but also you have a really fun and, um, easy way of talking about money, which can sometimes be overwhelming or confusing or frustrating. Um, and we're going to dive into all of that, but first I'd love you to share a little bit about who you are and your story. Yeah, I, well, I, I guess I'll just start with the trauma, right? Like, you know, my pain has certainly <laughs> Good turned place to into start. my purpose. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, there's no question that, uh, money was quite the painful space for me for a really long time. Um, I'm a mom, I have three children and I'm a wife now, but uh, a lot of my trauma story is, is aligned with being a single mom. Um, for the majority of my motherhood career. And, um, you know, I dug myself out of a deep hole um, of over six figures in debt 
And um, now I share that with mostly women and some really, really sharp men that want to work with me and um, just teach them how to um, navigate uh, and to stop feeling that overwhelm and confusion and learn how to um, eliminate those distractions because we're human and we're extremely distracted. I mean, that's the story of our lives, right? So um, just working through that with uh, lots of clients and members and um, I just, yeah, it's, it, that lights me up. It's, it's too fun. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's not, it's not easy either. It's like, uh, there's a lot of pain that happens in it, but you know, yeah. just like parenting, for example, um, you know, it's so worth the work if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I love, uh, you know, that you shared that you were a single mom and, um, same thing I've been through that journey. And I know there's a lot of listeners on here and it's that, um, I don't know exactly, you know, your story, but there is that point. Sometimes if you are, if you were previously attached and deciding to move forward in a different way, um, it does cause a lot of financial strain and struggle and trauma and sometimes debt. And so I'd love to know a little bit more about your experience and how did this inspire you to do what you're doing now? I'd say that my experience, uh, it, it didn't ultimately, like I didn't learn the right ways of things growing up. Right. Um, and it's, you know, I, I don't want to, it's, I don't place blame on my parents. It was just ultimately what they learned was what I learned and so on and so forth. Right. And, um, I found myself carrying on a legacy legacy that I wasn't proud of. And one day I kind of woke up and I was 34 years old and I was like, Oh my gosh, like you're a disaster. And, you know, I realized that the common denominator was me and it was just choices that I was making over time, but it took, it took a long time, a lot of mindset work through the process of action, you know, um, implementing action daily, uh, for me to, um, you know, learn how to, you know, get wealthy and get out of massive amounts of debt through working on my mindset and working on like, you know, um, goal setting and actually sticking to, you know, being in alignment with my goals. Right. Um, so I guess I'll kind of like hop into the, the single mom story a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, when I was, um, a single mom, I was single mom for a really long time. And, you know, kind of like, I'm going to say quote unquote, like the stereotypical single mom, like the, you know, uh, had a lot of, um, odds against me, right. A lot of things that were just counting against me in, uh, when it came to winning with money or being successful or, you know, getting that next promotion in my job, you know, things like that, because, you know, I had to go home and be with my kids and, you know, they were sick. No one helped me. I didn't have that kind of support, unfortunately. Um, but with that, I tended to overcompensate and, you know, and I'm just, this is my story. Um, and I know that it aligns with a lot of my audience in some ways, but I felt very, um, insecure. I was very, I was trying to prove something and show that I could make things look easy. 
And by doing that, it, it was very expensive, right? It costed me a lot of money to, um, you know, try to look a certain way, look the part like I was, or, you know, and I, I, I believe that I was a good mom. I'm not saying that I wasn't a good mom. It was just that I was just trying to look a, a certain way and um, come off as if um, things were fine and doing a lot of, um, you know, blocking out of, of real things that I should have been really going to therapy for. Right. Um, sure. you know, and just, just spending money in ways that didn't align with the future me that I wanted to be. Um, but it, now I guess fast forward as to, you know, how I help others do that is I, it took me a long time through my process of, um, my financial journey, becoming financially independent. It took time for me to realize that that was what I was doing, that I was actually, um, realizing that my, uh, my personal taking personal responsibility was what I really needed to do. Um, it wasn't like there was just a strategy and a formula that I needed to follow. It was very much like, you know, this is internal work. This is something that has to do with you. It's like, you know, the whole thing of like why we go to therapy, right? Like we have to work that we need to do on ourselves. You know, it's very similar and aligned with, um, you know, mental health and wellness, right? Um, to where I fast forward now that I help others with this, I can, I can see how doing this on my own took longer, Right. And mm -hmm. I went through a lot more pain for a longer period of time because I didn't have one, someone to support me or hold me accountable. Um, like it took me four years to get out of six figures in debt, which is a freaking lot. Right. Like that's really good. Yeah. Right. Like that's amazing. However, I feel like I could have done it in two if I had some, some support, some accountability. And that is where the financial fixer comes in. And it didn't happen. Like I didn't just wake up one day and say, Oh, I'm the financial fixer. I'm going to focus on women, this and that. I started having the conversation about, um, you know, wealth and, and wellness. And, um, my person came to me and that was how I, you know, became the financial fixer, so to speak. I love that. It's such a beautiful story and something that I pick up on it. And it's, I talk about it all the time because it was such a huge revelation to me was like, we tend to like point the finger out, right? Like it's because of them or because of this or because of that. And it's like, if we just turn the finger around and claim responsibility, we're not saying it's because of us that these things happen, but own it and like, know that it's there. Then you know, I, I don't know where I heard this, read this, and this was years ago, but it's like, when we take responsibility, we take the power back. Right. And then we have the opportunity to change it. So, um, so much of, of what I, um, in this community believe in so much, which is taking responsibility for our lives and what we want, um, is so aligned with what you're doing and your story. And, and I appreciate you sharing that because it's, it, totally resonates. And I always, you also said the word fine, right? Like trying to be fine. I always say fine is like the silent killer of, of society because <laughs> yeah, we're is. never just fine. Um, and it's such an interesting word that we use because people say it all the time. I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's just, sometimes we have just putting on this mask, right. And powering through. So I totally, totally, 
totally feel you on all of that. And I love that you decided to, as you said, make your pain, your purpose and you're, you know, changing lives and helping, you know, a lot of us not fall in those same pitfalls or take this long road when there is a better way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So something that, you know, every time I've had someone about money on and my audience would be like, Oh, I want you to ask this one question. And so I think this will be something that you could answer so eloquently, just based on how I know you coach and talk about money. Um, but it's like, where does someone start? And what I mean by that is oftentimes with someone who's got some money mindset things that they want to work on, and we could all improve on money mindset. I don't, I think that it's a constant thing we work on the wealthier we become. Right. But if this is something we're beginning and we're told, okay, make a budget, create a savings, get out of debt, pay your loans, student loans or whatever. Um, you know, you've got back taxes or, you know, what, what do you do? Like, where do you start with this like mountain of confusion? Well, first you have to find yourself on the map, right? So Mm -hmm. like locate your map dot, which is what your money blueprint, your, your, your financial blueprint looks like. So, um, the way that I teach to do that, and this is, this is the strategy of it all, right. And not necessarily the, the mindset work so much is, um, you know, really knowing what the numbers look like. Um, because I think that what happens a lot is, um, we get caught up in the how, right. We get really caught up in how, you know, how, where, where to start, how do I do that? How do I do it like her or like that? Or, you know, in that, that system seems complicated and I'm overthinking and analysis paralysis, all those things. Well, until we know what, where we are, until we know like the real numbers and like the things are actually affecting us, we can't even get to the how. And we really need to know our why too. I know so cliche. Oh my gosh. Thinking, Amanda, <laughs> she said our why. Right. But for me, like so when I, I know when I first started though, like I started my financial journey and I kept falling off the wagon. Right. And of course, cause I had no support and I, you know, but ultimately I didn't really know my big fat reason right? The big fat reason, that thing that was like, you know, um, going to keep me up at night if I didn't fix it. Right. And so it took me time. It took me like knowing, you know, what am I doing this for? Where am I going with this? Right. Um, you know, what I wanted was to rewrite my legacy. I I learned Mm -hmm. that, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I I did not want to, you know, the legacy story that I had had that, um, belonged to my parents and their parents, um, wasn't suiting me. Right. So, you know, I had to really narrow down like, okay, I, that's not cool for me. Right. I don't want to live with that. And so I have to change that. I have to, where am I going with this? Right. I want a life with options. Right. So if I'm feeling yes. stuck or trapped in kind of in any kind of toxic situation, a job that I can't stand, a relationship that is just ugly, right? Like it's the, something that's that's not that I'm not happy with. That I can make a decision now, like like today, regardless of where what's going on, and change it. 
right? Mm-hmm. And not feeling in any way codependent or, or up. Oh, if I make that decision, I'm like, you know, going to be in big trouble financially, especially, right? So for me, that was how I got to my why, right? So like I was a single mom and that's of course a big part of my story. So, um, I didn't want to burden my children. Okay. With my money mess, like I was a hot mess and (laughs) now, yeah. And now like to be perfectly honest and clear and transparent, I am being burdened as a child, as a grandchild. And that experience for me has been really hard, right. As a Mm, child uh and as a grandchild. Okay. So I know that I want my daughters and my son. Now I have a son too, um, that I don't want them to have to come around and be around me for obligations ob- obligatory reasons. Right. Sure. Um, because they have to take care of me because I screwed a lot of things up in, in my own actions. So there's my why, right. And that's something that keeps me up at night, thinking about them being burdened by me, not thinking about them not having millions of inheritance. Yes. Right. Yes. Thinking about them just, you know, dealing with me being in poverty. So they have to, you know, foot my bill. Right. Or, you know, go take care of me, like, you know, deal with my nursing home situation or, you know, get me out of, um, you know, my house getting foreclosed on, like all these things that could happen um, in my later years. Right. Um, and so it took that and it took then finding myself on the map from that point, like only when you know your, why can you actually uncover, you know, like, and like have a good enough reason to want to uncover the information because it's really scary to, know that you're in massive amounts of debt. For example, me, yours truly, I was, Yeah, and I knew that I was, but I didn't know what those numbers looked like. And I really didn't know how bad it really was, even though it, it overwhelmed me as if it was a mountain. Right. So, you know, it took something like, you know, my why to uncover and say, okay, now we know what the picture looks like. You're in over six figures in debt. And now we have our thumb on the pulse. We have our map dot. We know where we're at. So we can actually set a destination from this point. And then to dig deeper from that point, how you start is to just take action now. You know, um, knowing those numbers is a, is a good first place to start. It's a nice exercise, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you, you build awareness. But if you just say, okay, you know, all right, well, it's, that's an ugly scene. And now I'm going to put my head back in the sand you're not serving yourself with that. So, and the action steps of course are in my program, but just to give a little bit of context um, from that point, we start looking at what happened in the past too, not, not necessarily our trauma, but just numbers in the past. How have we been spending our money? Where do our priorities lie, right? So we check the rear view and we say, okay, what baggage is kind of still hanging on and slowing us down? 
right? And as we learn more about what's slowing us down and hanging on, we can kind of drop those things off as we're taking our journey so that they're not weighing us down as much. And that is a process that is certainly not a destination, like a quick destination at all. Like you have to, um, every month, you know, you, we work on monthly budgets and tracking spending, um, you know, and as that, goes on and time goes on, you learn more about yourself. You become more self-aware. You learn more about your priorities. You learn about the priorities that you want to change, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. we're stuck in, we're, we're putting things on a priority list that really is not really where we want to go. So we're learning more about what our goals are. And then we're setting our priorities from that point, if that makes sense. So again, this is maybe a long-winded way of saying where to start. Hey babe, I promise to be quick, but I want to make sure that you are part of the Beam Life text community. It's completely free. All you have to do is text the word podcast to the phone number 323-673-2709. Again, text me the word podcast to 323-673-2709. Make sure to follow all the prompts so that you get added to the list. This Beam Life community has given me so much, and this is one of my favorite ways to give back to you. I offer the chances for giveaways, raffles, and I send you motivational pump-up text just when you need it the most. Connecting on social media is great, but this is so much better, so I hope I see you there, babe. Now back to the episode. Yeah, not long-winded at all, and it when you said it, it seems like duh, you know, but it does seem that way. Yeah. It's harder, (laughs) but it's, it's it's harder, Mm -hmm. but really, truly, I love what you said. Like you got to know where you're starting from. And it like gave me flashbacks Mm -hmm. to when I went through my divorce, I, I owned, um, a business with my, with my ex and through the divorce, I, you know, left the business and, everything. And I basically had nothing. And I was starting over from zero and I knew I had debt. I knew that I was mm-hmm. going to have bills that followed me and that was my income. And so I was like, I really don't want to look at this. This is going to feel really ugly and scary, but I was like, you know what, for the first time in my thirties, I'm going to, you know, suck it up and get a coach and get these numbers on paper And as scary as it was, and as overwhelming as it was to see that number, you're so right about, well, then once you know it now, it's like, you got to take some action on it and it starts little by little, but, oh my gosh, everything you said gave me flashbacks. Um, but so true. Well, I'm so glad where you're at. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that you actually took those steps, you know, because a lot of people will go through life and, um, suffer. Right. And it's like, you're choosing your suffering that way. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird because as you're suffering through it's, it, you know, how things feel good in the moment. Right. And so like, what's easy now is hard later. Right. And what's hard now is easy, easy later. So when, when you took those hard steps, right. Like you, you really empowered yourself and took control back of your life. Um, and it was hard and it didn't feel good, but what's crazy is, is like, once you do that, like you're, you're just, I mean, all this weight, I can't explain what it's like, but 
just this, this weight, like millions of pounds is off your shoulders all of a sudden. And it's just like, what a relief, you know, you were able to eat, whether it was having a conversation with someone, um, laying it on paper. Now it's all there and it's spread out in front of you. And you can see with the clear set of lenses, um, whatever it is, it, it is so empowering. And then like, now you, like you, you just, you're going to just start doing some hard work. You know, it's like, it's simp- it's simplified. It's not easy though. You know, it's hard yeah. work, but man, everything is going to just get lighter and lighter as you go. Um, and it's, it takes time, but it's like, if you consistently stay in there and you're just like not throwing in the towel and you're just like, okay, another day I got tomorrow, you know, like, it's all good. I messed up today. I went and did that stupid yes. thing, but like, I, you know what I mean? Like, cause we, I mean, even me, I mean, shoot, I'm an entrepreneur, right? Like we know how expensive that can be. And yes. so, you know, like, I mean, it's funny, I'm a master budgeter. Right. And then like, I'll do things in my business that I may see as something that I would never do in my personal life. Right. And so, you know, my point in mentioning that is that we're learning new things throughout life time. Yeah. And we're going to make mistakes and we're going to be like, Oh, I didn't know that didn't quite register at the time. And, you know, but like, as long as we've got a plan and we're working that plan through and we're seeing it through, I mean, those mistakes are only just going to be like little blips and they're just going to be teaching moments as opposed to, you know, catastrophe really. Um, totally. Anyway. Yeah. It gets better, you know? Yeah, it totally does. And, and I know both of us being coaches, you know, I'm a life coach. You're more of a money mindset coach. And, um, we know no matter what you're doing and we, you've already sprinkled it in a little bit. Mindset is truly, everything and having the desire to change. So I'd love to talk just a little bit about mindset. Cause that in itself could be a million podcast episodes, right? Just mindset mm-hmm. alone. But once we have that, um, desire and we've put it on paper, I think the big key is like, how do we actually make this a lifestyle? How do we get this to stick? Um, because like anything else, whether it's, you know, a relationship with food or spending money or relationships or whatever. Um, yeah. Like what's, what's that secret sauce that helps us stay with it? The easy way to say it is active tracking. So (laughs) there's no way for us to see progress if it's not being tracked. And you just mentioned, you know, health and wellness and, you know, like weight loss and, you know, finding, you know, getting better at something. Right. So the only way to get better at your money is to, it's like, people are like, well, why do I need to track? Because like, I know what I spent. Right. I guess that's the same way as you know what you ate. Right. You know, so like, (laughs) really, Yeah. yeah. If you really think about it, sometimes we are mindful spending is really the key term here. So if we're not tracking our spending and it only takes 27 seconds, so don't act like you ain't got time. Okay. So I love that exact number 27 seconds. Like, Oh, it's exact because I've actually (laughs) recorded myself doing it over and over again. So I love it. Tracking, tracking your money creates a mindfulness, right? So it's bringing awareness and consistency of your daily actions. So we spend money throughout our day, like every day on average. I mean, there might go a day where you don't, but it's, you know, you're more than likely going to spend money every day. So 
as you're doing that, if you don't have a next step to take after you've made that purchase, your awareness of that spending behavior is, is, is very small. So what happens there is we lose track, we lose sight and we never see our wins, right? So if we're not actually taking that next step and bringing awareness to what we just did, even if it was a, a perfectly fine purchase and it was like something we, we needed, you know, need versus want, right? That doesn't really matter. It, we're not going to be able to have a data set to refer back to and say, oh, I've done better with this this month than that, or I can adjust this because last month this happened or, 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 right? Yes. So keeping the mindset, so let's nail down the mindset, right? So um, discouragement happens when we don't get momentum or feel like we're, we're winning or feel like we've made progress right? We get discouraged. Discouragement can really have a freaking heyday on our mindset, right? Oh yeah. It'll take it to totally. Right. So in order to keep that momentum, keep the cadence going and keep moving forward with your money, you've got to have a product progress check, right? You've got to have a a place to look back and see what's going on and, and, and be able to just have data to, to look at, um, Otherwise, even if you did well, you're not going to know it and you're not going to be able to celebrate it Mm. without Uh that. Your mindset is, is, um, going to be impacted negatively. So I can totally see that. And I love that perspective. And out of all the money stuff I've done, I'm not sure I've actually heard it put that way where it's like, you know, a lot of times it's adding it up at the end of the day or, you know, things like that, but I like what you say. It's even in the moment of just being like actively aware because yeah, I can think of days where it's like, even yesterday we were in San Francisco and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy this. Now it was out of money. I allotted to spend. It's fine, but it still is nice to know where those, that money went. Right. And to be able to be conscious about it. And, um, yeah, it goes more into like the gratitude and appreciation of money too. And that's, you know, a deeper, deeper work, but yeah, I I love everything you're saying and just taking that 27 seconds and doing it. (laughs) I'm going to remember that. Yeah, And and what you just said too, was like, you had allotted for that money to be spent in San Francisco. Right. So the other thing too, is that you want to be able to celebrate your spending you don't necessarily want to, you know what I mean? Like this isn't only to change behavior. This is to confirm or affirm that what you're doing works, that you've actually done something to, um, you know, to reward yourself. Uh, you know, so, so, cause I will have clients that will sometimes go way radical. Right. And they'll just be like, well, I can't spend money on anything. And that's not, that's not what we're doing here. We're actually prioritizing your spending and we're making this fun. We're treating it like monopoly money in a sense, like just, you know, yeah. kind of playing a game with it and, um, where can I adjust or, you know, oh, I've overspent here so I can adjust down here or I've underspent here. I can adjust up there. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? So, totally. um, and just tracking your trends and, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it has to be fun or you will quit. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, without practice, right. So tracking is practice. 
Um, just like you, when you're weight training, right. You're, you're logging how much weight you're using on those and how many reps and how many sets. And if you didn't track what you did last week on your shoulder day, then this week on shoulder day, you may not progress. I don't even know. Yeah. Because you didn't pay attention to what happened last week. So it's, it's the same concept. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's, I, I love when people, I, you know, have a fitness background. So when people can bring fitness into the conversation, I'm like, my people we're here. <laughs> I could talk yeah, about I was that. a personal that trainer too. Yeah. I have a fitness I love back, background too. So, and I, I can't, I can't help, but align it with health, you know, always. Like, I know yeah, it's, it's all my things. With I'm, I'm giving these fitness analogies. I'm like, these people are over it, but everyone can almost relate to it. Like we all have had some kind of interaction with exercise and health and fitness. So I'm like, I'm going to sure. keep using it. Yeah. I can't um, help it. I, I try to stop, but same. <laughs> so, you know, as we start to wrap up the conversation, um, I want to take everything that you've sort of talked about here. And from your point of view, like how can a woman or a couple of very smart men, as you say, <laughs> um, feel empowered, like how how does that transpire when we take ownership of our finances? How how does that empower us? Well, I'm going to use the word control here. Right. So, I mean, the truth, I mean, some people are like, Oh, you know, they don't really like that word, but I, I think that as humans, we want to be in control of our lives. We want to be in control of where we're going or what we're doing. And when we feel like we're not in control, most of the time it's a lack of awareness or it's a lack of information um, that makes us feel uncomfortable and and not in control or in the driver's seat. So um, control is really, you know, what we, the whole idea is here is, um, you know, feeling empowered and in control of, you know, being able to, you know, our financial life and getting wealthy. So, um, did I answer that? What was your question again? Yeah. I did answer that correctly. Right. (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. Control. Like how does that, how does money help empower us? And it's like, it helps us take control. Yes. Empowerment. Empowerment was the word I was looking for. (laughs) Like, why did I lose track of that word? Hello. Um, yeah. Knock, knock Amanda. So, um, empowerment. my life. Yeah. We feel empowered when we're in control of a situation, when we're in control of ourselves. Um, so, you know, and I mean, I've just found that once someone has those aha moments and they see like, you know, a vision, right. Of where they can go with this. Um, there's nothing more empowering than that. You know, it's like, I, okay, now I'm like putting myself in the driver's seat. I'm turning on the ignition. I've got my GPS started. Like I know where I'm going to go on this, on this map and, um, so empowering. Yeah. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter what your gender or anything is like it's, this is the same for all of us. Um, is that we need to, we need that. We need to be empowered to take ownership of, um, of our lives, of our financial lives and our future. Before we know it, the future is here. The future's here like now it's, oh, it's yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have a five-year-old daughter and I'm just like, how, what is happening? Everything is going so fast. So it Don't definitely even get me started. <laughs> the future is totally here. Um, yeah. So on a personal note, what makes you Amanda beam? 
uh, on a personal note. So I, I'll, I'll take this away from the business stuff. Um, on a personal note, seeing my children, you know, and my family happy and healthy and being super de duper present with them. Um, and I have to say as an entrepreneur, there's been a struggle there, right? Like, so last year I found myself like nurturing my marriage a little less, um, you know, not, uh, being as present with my kids. Um, you know, we we're like, I'm human. I'm, I'm allowed to make mistakes yeah. or, or to misjudge, uh, situations. But, um, this year I'd say that I'm really in touch with, uh, being, being right there where my feet are planted, regardless of how my business is doing or, or how, uh, you know, what's going on with this client or that client or getting caught, getting the, getting in the weeds, weeds you know, as, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Being in the weeds. Um, I, when I stop, doing what I'm doing to, you know, to fulfill my purpose, which, you know, it's my business. Um, I really do stop. So it does make me beam to, you know, this morning, for example, to just lay down with my son when I got him up and, um, totally not think about anything else except for him telling me I'm the most beautifulest girl in the world. Right. Like, you know, and that's how he talked to me this morning and, Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. So being present, being, you know, just in the now because, oh my gosh, does time just roll by? Like it's, yeah, it's gone before you know it. Yeah. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. I love that you shared that. It's so true. Being present is such a gift and it makes me beam as well. So I know that, um, you know, listeners definitely have their wheels turning and excited about finding where they are on the map and, making some mindset shifts, but for those that want to take it a little bit further and do some more exploration and get some more tools, where can women find you? And of course I'll put all this in the show notes, but what's the best place for women to connect with you and, uh, learn more about your services, your community, all that good stuff. Yeah. So at financialfixer.com, I mean, you can find any link there, but the best place to start is of course the podcast. I mean, if you're a podcast listener, you're listening to this podcast, that would be a great place to start. Um, but my community has been uh, going now. I've had that community open since, um, let's see, mid, uh, 2020 and it's called the financial fix her community. And, um, it's a great community. I do a lot I'm part of it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So I uh, show up there and I do workshops and, um, that is where, if you want to work with me and go deeper, you certainly can get, uh, reach me much easier there. Um, but I do a lot of free, uh, service. So, you know, I mean, you can get a lot of juicy juice and like, get to know me and get to know yourself and your financial self, uh, there first. And, uh, then we can take it from there and, and hold you accountable and support you through, uh, your next level in your financial journey. I love it. Thank you so much for your time, your energy and all the good resources and tips. And I'm excited to see and hear the takeaways from this. Cause it was definitely like one of these episodes where it's like, okay, I can actually do something like right now. I could in this podcast and go do something. So I appreciate it. And I hope you have an incredible rest of your week. You are the best beam babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another beam babe or post it on social and tag me at the beam life. So I can tell you, thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 
673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.